Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. It's TGIF edition of the Eagle Hour, our favorite day of the work week. Bob Getty and Kelly Sander. We're in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. Luke is out today. We're glad you're with us. Opening segment of the show, sponsored by our good buddy Justin and his uh, crew down at Dickie's Barbecue Pit here in Hattiesburg. Great place to enjoy Lunch all weekend if you're doing some Christmas shopping. Great place to have your Christmas dinner catered. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, uh, serving great food seven days a week. And a reminder, Bob, all the the teams that are coming in for the state high school football championships in Hattiesburg this weekend, the guys at Dickie's said, look, just give them a heads up. They'll have food ready for you. So if you want to tailgate before the state championship game or just get a bite afterwards, uh, keep Dickie's in mind. There you go. All right, Al Holder is going to join us a little later in the show. That's always entertaining. Melissa Socher is going to update us on our fundraising effort for Coach Corky Palmer. But first, uh, and we got him on a short notice, a good friend of the Eagle Hour, Andy Everett, is the play-by-play voice for uh, University of Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners. And uh, what a big day for them. They're playing for the conference championship tonight of Conference USA football. And Andy, thanks for coming on, and congratulations on what's been a really special year out there. Yeah, glad to be here. It certainly has been. It's kind of been magical, except for the the, the 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 loss last week at North Texas. That was disappointing, but it was kind of the perfect storm for that game. But if you'd have told everybody back in August you're going to be 11 and one and playing Western Kentucky for the conference championship, everybody would have signed up, and that's where we are tonight. It, it, it may sound like a, a crazy thing to ask you, but but when I saw that score last last week, I thought to myself. In a strange way, this may be a good thing for San Antonio because it, it, it gets that pressure off their back. Now they concentrate on winning the conference championship, winning a bowl game, and having a spectacular season. Any, any validity to that? Well, I think Jeff Trailer made that comment several times this week. We're going to find out what we're made of because of that. Uh, a loss can motivate you to play sharper and more crisper and play better. Uh, the next week, or it can linger and it can give you doubt. Uh, I think the, it'll be the, the first thing. I think uh, UTSA will be highly motivated. Uh, the times I was at practice this week for pregame interviews and such and being around some of the players, they're angry at themselves. Uh, they think they let people down when they don't need to think that way, but that's just how they're made up. And now they get a chance to kind of uh, to rectify the situation here in their own building tonight against a really good team that they've already beaten once. So uh, I think their focus and determination is there. And this is a, a scrappy football team that plays hard all the time. And Western Kentucky has such a great offense. I don't know how you slow them down or even think about stopping them, but it may be one of those shootouts tonight. And I think UTSA is up for the challenge. Yesterday we hosted the program, Andy, from Bocoma Casino in Sandersville, Mississippi. And we were looking at the odds or the spread for tonight's game. And according to Bocoma, the, the Hilltoppers – are three-point favorites at UTSA, and I don't see it. Am, am I missing something? 
Well, a couple of things. They start the, the line started at the beginning of the week as UTSA was a one-and-a-half point favored, and it's moved four-and-a-half points the other direction. And I guess what happens is all the money's going on one school, so they start putting the line the other way. But I think one of the things that people are looking at is the way that Western Kentucky has played. I expected them to beat Marshall. I didn't expect them to score 52 in, in Huntington, West Virginia on the last game of the season in a stadium that's ranked in the top ten of most difficult places to play in the in the country. Uh, and that includes some of the Power Five conferences as well. So this Western Kentucky team, since the UTSA loss on October 9th, has gone undefeated. They have played really, really well. And I guess just the, the money's going in that in their direction. The one thing I'm the most surprised about, and I don't look at lines a lot, but the last one I saw was the over and under at 72. And I think that may happen in the first half tonight. <laughs> Oh, and, and that could happen. That's yeah. a high number for, for a complete game. But one of the other things, uh, Bob, as we continue our discussion with Andy Everett, one of the things I, I think that the Roadrunners subconsciously have been dealing with, too, is was Jeff Trailer even going to be around? Because it seemed, Andy, like every coaching job that came open, particularly in Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, etc., it's like Jeff Trailer's name was at the top of everybody's list. What, was that a factor in your view? I don't think it's been a factor the last few weeks because – they signed him to the long-term deal, 10 years right. and $29 million, and he left money on the table. He could have gone to Texas Tech for a lot more, but I think he wants to see this out here. I think he wants to have his legacy be the uh, creation and the building of this program. Uh, and so I think that's one of the things that, uh, that, that he's most uh, excited about was being here. And what happened was is they did that during the bye week. We went to UTEP and, and won that game easily. And then, obviously, the following week against Southern Miss, uh, they went wildcat with Frank Gore and took the air out of the ball, so they had to win that late. They did okay and beat UAB and then had the, the, the mistakes last week against uh, North Texas. But this is not a team that is, has any issues with that as, that as an excuse because that was put to bed Halloween weekend. All right, Andy, I want you to put in perspective what this has meant to your university. Ten and one playing for the conference championship, and, and with, with all due respect, and I have a lot of respect for your program, this has been a Cinderella season. Uh, put in perspective, what does this mean for the university there, for the city, and for the student body? Well, I think this is uh, – San Antonio has been a front-running town for a long time. It's a Cowboys town. It's a Spurs town. And the last few years that the Spurs have not been contenders in the NBA – a lot of the fans have jumped ship, and they're looking for something to hang on to, and they were hoping that it would be UTSA. Uh, this, this is also a huge metropolitan area with a lot of Texas and Texas A&M fans that get money and attention from people before they go to UTSA. But I'll give you an example. Uh, once you get to the conference, turn, the conference USA championship game, our students pay a fee to go to every home game for free, uh, any athletic event that UTSA has at home. But the conference controls the tickets for this event. Uh, and so one of the local car dealers here in town said, let's do a fundraiser. Let's make sure the students can go for free like they normally do. And within about 10 hours, they had about $5,000. And as of earlier this week, they had about $110,000. Wow. So they'll use what they don't, whatever they don't use for this game, they'll use for getting uh, personnel to the bowl game, whatever that may be and wherever that may be. But immediately, this community jumps on winners. Uh, as far as notoriety for the school, um, earlier this year when we went to Memphis, uh, the, the guys at the, at the uh, radio station in Memphis were doing an interview with Jeff Trailer, 
and referred to us as USTA, like the Tennis Association. And even when the first college football poll came out, the head of the, the college football playoff committee accidentally referred to UTSA as USTA. So Jeff Trailer uh, uh, went and got a bunch of tennis rackets and put everybody's faces on Twitter, <laughs> pulled the tennis rackets, and said, you know, here we come. Uh, and so anytime that you get slighted like that, it's more motivation to make people know who you are. And that's kind of where this, this program's at. But, yeah, the electricity around this program is as great as it's ever been. It's a winning team, and it is a Cinderella season. This is only the 11th year that UTSA's actually played college football. In, ten of, in the 10th year, they played Division One football. So it's a fledgling program. Most everybody else in the conference has been playing for 100 years. We're moving to the American Conference in two years. And I think that's one of the reasons why Jeff Trailer stayed. He wants to see this become like Cincinnati, like Memphis, maybe a, in, in a long-term situation like the University of Miami, a major metropolitan school that is uh, tied to a school system that can that can compete at whatever level as the program grows. Well, since since you got the money raised for the student tickets, Andy, it's 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 been a while since we at Southern Miss have, have played for the conference championship. Can we go tonight? Can sure. we go? <laughs> you can catch a quick flight. Come on over. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, we want to thank you for coming on. We wish you guys a lot of luck. You've always been a big friend of the radio show here. Uh, add to that, we don't really like Western Kentucky around these parts very much. So uh, I can tell you, Andy, that the uh, that the Southern Miss fan base will be pulling for the Roadrunners tonight and or tomorrow. No, tonight, tonight, yeah. tonight, yeah, tonight. And uh, we're really looking forward to watching the game. All right, thank you guys. I look forward to talking to you again soon. All right, Andy Everett, everybody, is the play-by-play voice of Texas San Antonio, and I meant that. I hope they win this thing. I, I do too. And when you when you mentioned that we don't like Western Kentucky, did you hear him laugh? Right. I think they're probably in the same. Nobody <laughs> likes Western Kentucky. They're the nastiest people on the planet. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, they, they really are. They're and very don't nasty go to people. Bowling Green and wear your Southern Miss stuff if you don't want to get grade A harassed. Yeah, because there's yeah. no such thing as hospitality in Bowling Green. I, I'm with you though. I, I I I'm not buying that San Antonio doesn't win this game. I, I think they win the game pretty convincingly. Well, I, there were just a, you know as we were at Bocoma yesterday, I was just looking at some of those numbers. You know, Michigan a ten and a half point pick against Iowa, which I just think is a little high. Um, I, you know, the the Saints only getting seven. You know, last night, uh, the Cowboys wound up winning by 10. There were just a couple of numbers that jumped off the sheet, and that was one of them. UTSA at home in the Alamo Dome. They've lost one game, been nationally ranked all year, and they're a three-point dog? Right. Just doesn't make sense. I'll I'll take the topper. And also yesterday from Bocoma, I'm convinced of this. You're an idiot if you don't take Alabama and points. I don't care who they're playing. When does that ever happen? I don't care who they're playing. And by I think I made a mistake saying I'm taking the toppers. No, I'll, I'll take the uh, yeah. I'll take the Roadrunners and the points. All right, Eagle Hour continues. Al Holder is next on the show. Hang on. Oh boy. Southern Miss to the top. 
Hey, we want to thank Andy Everett from University of Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, uh, for joining us on the Eagle Hour today. He's been a big friend of the show, and we wish the Roadrunners a lot of luck in the championship game tonight. Uh, later on, would it be on CBS Sports Network? Yes, tonight. Uh, as they take on Western Kentucky. This segment of the show is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Don't need to tell you the Christmas season is here. And that means if you have a Golden Eagle like Caleb Hamill, who's sitting in the studio with us now, a converted Golden Eagle, uh, came over from the dark side of the maroon and what is it, Kelly? The maroon and green. I wrap it in maroon and something. Uh, And uh, Caleb Caleb will be uh, at Campus Bookmart, no question, buying Kelly and I uh, Christmas gifts. Uh, They're open uh, Monday through Saturday, and we hope that uh, you'll do business with them. All right, I've been out for a while, and we haven't had my good friend Al Holder on the show lately, but uh, he is here. The one and only Al Holder from Brandon is back on the Eagle Hour. And, Alan, it's good to talk to you, and thanks for coming back on the show. I'm enjoying it for sure. You know, you're talking about that maroon and white stuff, uh, I've seen them in black uniforms. They must like uh, Golden Eagles too. They want to. They want to be like us. There's little yeah. question about that. Is that yeah. was that the genesis of that, Caleb? That the, we're trying to be more like Southern Miss. I, I do not question whatever Adidas does. I, I just let it go through one ear and out the other. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Al. On a kind of a serious note, Kelly and I were talking uh, before we went on the air. Some of the nastiness that we saw on social media about Jay Ladner in the last 24 hours uh, after the South Alabama basketball loss, which which we learned that half of the starting team was on IVs on their way to um, on their way to Mobile. But um, I, I'm still of the belief this is an improved basketball team this year and we haven't given Coach Ladner enough chance to uh, to to get everything in place. No question. The the uh, I think there's plenty of talent. Uh, it, it, every really, really good uh, college basketball team I've ever seen uh, was organized primarily around the uh, point guard, and it, as they, you know, kind of like the quarterback in football, they ran everything, they they set everything in motion, uh, and so I, I think the more this team gels up, the better it'll be. We have to keep in mind that uh, the, the only thing that really matters, and I know this is going to irritate some people, but the only thing that really matters is us winning the uh, tournament at the end of the year. And so, because that's how you get to the NCAA tournament. And so all the rest of it is preparation for that. And so I think that uh, if, if we, we need to give this team to, uh, time to gel up, to get organized, and then I think you'll see much improvement. I think the point that Al makes is a really good one, Bob, in that remember when Donnie Tyndall was here, the Eagles racked up a 30-win season. 30 wins. Didn't win the Conference USA Tournament, but they won 30 games, didn't get a sniff from the NCAA Tournament. In fact, they were like the fifth or sixth seed in the NIT. So everybody just needs to take a chill pill, all right? Look, they're 4-4. Four and four. That's better than they were last year, all right? They've got some you know, winnable games coming up uh, before you know, conference play is what counts. But again, conference play doesn't even count necessarily. You have to, the situation that Southern Miss and all the teams that Conference USA are in, the only thing that matters, the only thing that's going to get you an invite to the NCAA tournament is to win the Conference USA postseason tournament. Is it fair? Probably not. But that's the way it is. Yeah, I've never understood that, Al. The NCAA places such emphasis on the basketball tournaments 
particularly in the smaller conferences, it's almost as if what you do all during the season within your league doesn't really count for anything. Yeah, they're like scrimmages. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, how, how can we get better? And how can, how can we make uh, our bench, uh, uh, improve our bench so that uh, we, can give, uh, we can give spells to the, the starters and quality uh, bench time and score points while, you know, while our starters are on the bench and so on and so forth. So I think it's just uh, basically just continue to coach, 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 and get them better and then get hot right there at the end of the year and uh, make your run. I think that's that's exactly what I would do if I was a coach. That's what I'd be doing. And, of course, you hear about strength of schedule, your RPI, all these different things. And, look, let's just be honest. That's a joke. It means nothing. And, look, Southern Miss has been on the other side of that. You remember a couple of years ago, Middle Tennessee – with Kermit Davis, who's now at Ole Miss, Kermit Davis was the coach at Middle Tennessee. They had a great run during the regular season, and the Eagles upset them. And they didn't make the tournament. They did, did they? not, and they should have. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they really should have. So it's just, you know. It's life outside of the Power Five where you have to earn every single thing you get. So to Southern Miss fans, would it be better to finish the season with 20 wins rather than 12? I of guess. Course. I guess. But it does, it's not going to matter as far as getting into the tournament's concerned. The it's not going to matter if you win 30 games <laughs> and you don't win the not tournament. Not to the NCAA tournament. No, you have to win the conference tournament. Right. You concur with that, Al? I do. And scheduling uh, is kind of important as well. You want to you, you schedule so that you're, you can at least play against some quality opponents, so that, which, which helps you get better. It's kind of like if you're playing tennis all the time with somebody – you can just beat the tar out of all the time. You're not going to get any better. So you got to get out there and start playing with some people that are better. So I, th- I think as we move along, I think this team's got a lot of upside. Uh, I think they've got some some quality players. Uh, it'll it'll be improved when Tay Hardy uh, gets back to 100 percent because he's going to have to run the show. Got to get him back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember years ago asking Denny Crum. Now our, our young guest in here probably doesn't even know who I'm talking about. I know you do, Al. Uh, great coach at Louisville, Hall of Fame coach. And I remember asking him, why do you play such a monster schedule in November and December? Because they play UCLA and Kentucky and North everybody Carolina, play. Kansas, yeah. And I'll never forget what he said. I could care less how many games I win in November. The only schedule I care about is how many I win in March. That's right. And uh, so I think uh, probably a lot to that. Iron sharpens iron. Right. right, and Jay Ladner's in a tough situation because I, think I heard of, that in Game of Thrones. If, if he <laughs> schedules, if he schedules a bunch of patsies, okay, so he fattens up the win loss record. All right, but then if he schedules patsies and the team doesn't improve, then they get throttled in Conference USA play when North Texas and Western Kentucky and you know some of them. So, but if you play tougher teams, then everybody goes, "Oh, well, we're not getting any better because our win loss record, you know, isn't any better." And they bail out before the conference schedule even comes around. So it's like you're darned if you do and darned if the you. The stuff on social media was pretty disgraceful, I think. And, that I saw last. And time. and the thing, and I'm not on social media a lot. I do have you know Twitter accounts and whatnot. But my question to everybody that is is being super negative on social media is, other than getting you some attention. All right, you know, let, let's quit acting sophomoric on some of this stuff. Right, right. I mean, a pack of cigarettes and a cigarette and a pack of cigarettes and a pregnancy scare. We'd be back in high school with right. some of these comments. Right, right. So, so let's just let's just calm down. Can you say that? And, 
Those right, cigarettes? Go yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. You can't talk about cigarettes nowadays. <laughs> um, but it just doesn't serve any purpose. Right. I just I don't understand where that comes from. Hang on one second, guys. Caleb Hamill, Mississippi State graduate. I think he wanted to throw in a to the top. Is that what I understood you to say, Caleb? I think your old age eyes are getting to you. You're reading things very incorrectly. <laughs> Feel free, though, if you want to, Caleb. But, uh, get to the top. But don't, don't you go, Caleb, to the top. I, we save that for the end of the show, don't okay. you? I've yeah, been on okay. this a couple times. Okay. I know how this works. All right, Al. Now, look, I've only got a couple of minutes left. I've got to clarify something with you. Kelly's been cruel to you at times on the show, and uh, he labeled you with the uh, title, like Kelly's a, you know, a spring chicken, but he labeled you with the title of applesauce owl. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm never going to make fun of you eating applesauce again, my friend, because when I was recently in the hospital, I lived on applesauce for three days, and I just waited for the moment that a nurse would walk in my room with a bowl of applesauce for me to eat. So you're never going to hear me make fun of that again, Al. <laughs> and when you came out of the hospital, look at the uh, six pack in your stomach. You're ready to go now, buddy. See that That's what that applesauce will do for you. See that That's the same reason Al calls me Bluebell Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not all I've called. You. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> but that's the only thing you can say on the radio, Al. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, Al, you, the word we get from you is don't panic. Basketball's doing okay. Let's yep. give this coaching staff some time, and let's um, let's let these kids uh, get a little more used to playing to each other, and, let, and let's see what happens. And and here's the other thing: uh, pe- people within 40 or 50 miles of Hattiesburg need to pack that arena. I mean, that is 10 points for the home team anytime, anywhere, when you've got a great, great crowd in there making a lot of racket. Right. That anywhere, anytime. Hmm. I think that could. Mm, yeah, I think you've that, heard that before. That, that could yeah. catch on. I think so. Yeah. Uh, real quick, who do you like in the championship game tonight? I think Western Kentucky because, as I understand it, uh, UTSA's quarterback is uh, injured. Is that correct? Uh, well, their play-by-play guy didn't make any mention of that to us. I don't know. Yeah, I don't that's know. That's what I, I heard. Yeah. You don't really like Western Kentucky, do you, Al? No, no, I don't like it. You know, I'm I'm a uh, Southern Miss guy. I want to beat them all. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, Al. Well, look, uh, we'll I'm sure talk to you before then. But in case yeah. we don't, Merry Christmas. And yeah, Southern Miss to the top. And 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 so he can now be excused and go back with exercise time with Evelyn there at the home. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Al. Thank you, Al. Push-ups, push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank our good buddy Al Holder. We love Al dearly. Glad to have him on the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. And guarantee you the high school football championship games are taking place at the Rock all weekend. They'll have every game on the big screens there at 
4th Street Bar and Grill. They'll have a Conference USA Championship game tonight. Kelly Sander, it'll be a great weekend. Uh, all the other conference games as well, great weekend to hang out at 4th Street. Yeah, Squag and Coot have, all, have also said, Bob, they hope you get you know 100% soon so that they can take us on and, uh, and shooting some, uh, some billiards. I'll look forward to it. Okay. All right, glad to have our next guest on the show, Melissa Socher, no stranger to the Eagle Hour or Super Talk. She owns Mississippi Made and more. Her husband and Melissa own uh, Keith Co. Superstores. And Melissa, as we've told you in the past, we're always happy to have her back with us, is the uh, genesis of the fundraiser for our beloved baseball coach, uh, Corky Palmer. And Melissa, I just I love talking to you once a week to hear where we are. So update our listeners on uh, where we are raising money for Coach Palmer. Sure. So for the Coach Palmer Medical Expenses Fund, we are close to $18,000. That's and just that is awesome. Just absolutely incredible. Um, we've been running the campaign for what, Bob, about about six or seven weeks right. only? Right, right, That's absolutely amazing. And we'll run it through February 18th, opening day of um, college baseball. We'll um, draw for all of the raffle prizes, and we have wonderful prizes. You know, Melissa, I think when that day comes and we present that check to Coach Palmer's family, it's going to be $25,000 or more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I've got my, my sights set really high. I, I'm just thinking we'll go over that. I just have a good feeling. I think the Lord will bless us. <laughs> and, and really, there are some of the different items that we'll talk about here in just a second. Melissa, a lot of regular listeners will know. Uh, what the tickets are being sold for, and what is at stake. But again, if people just want to make a cash contribution as well, uh, and again, the the, the raffle is going to be at the beginning of the college baseball season, but uh, there's no reason why you can't just make a cash contribution as well. You're coming up on the end of the year, and uh, you know it's the season of giving, so that would certainly be an idea. But uh, talk about uh, the the stained glass items and anything else that might have been added since the last time we talked to you. Uh, Taylor, which is um, suiting for um, this raffle. She's the daughter of Pete Taylor, Pete Taylor Park. She created a beautiful, large stained glass piece with the official eagle head on it, um, and it has Coach Palmer's um, name, his number 44, and, um, you know, a few dates and things special to him etched on the glass. Um, so that piece itself is absolutely priceless. Anyone would love to have it. And then we have a smaller version um, of that glass as well um, with the same eagle head and the same etching. Um, we have a MLB replica helmet signed by Brian Dozier. We have a memorable um, framed picture with Coach Palmer and his championship year um, and several pictures of the team um, specific to that year. And that's something that anybody would love to have. Um, We've had a few things dropped off by Coach Palmer's friends. Um, One limited numbered um, piece, it's a picture of um, the USM campus. And that's something that anybody would love to have. And then some other memorabilia. Um, the most special thing to me, is, and I get chills just thinking about it, um, we have one of Coach Palmer's jerseys that he wore um, during the games. And we have that framed, beautiful, ready to go. Um, that's what I want to win. <laughs> I would love to have that. But whenever that was delivered to the store, um, I literally got chills just thinking of all the um, hard work, sweat, and tears that went into that jersey. 
You know, the, the real easy, it'd be real easy for Barbara Taylor Gandy to say, too, that these are exclusive pieces, that she's not going to replicate these anymore, right? So if you, win, if you win one of these two, you literally have one of the two ever made, right? That they, right. You know. She will make similar pieces, but again, nothing exactly like right. that, but she will make similar pieces um, for, for donation. So if anyone wanted a similar piece, um, you know, we're happy to share her contact information. Um, you know, she made that um, very clear that she's happy to do that for donations to the fund. But, but it, is, it should be noted, though, that the two pieces that are, that are being raffled off as part of the, of the ticket They're sales. They're one of a kind. Right. Those are exclusive. So there's not going to yes. be any more exactly like that made. No. All right, Melissa, let people know where they can see all of this great stuff they can win and how they can donate money to this great cause. Sure. So we have a display set up at Mississippi Made and More where you can come in and buy raffle tickets or make a direct donation. Uh, we're located behind O'Charlie's on Hardy Street, uh, Suite 28, right beside FedEx. Or you can walk into any uh, the first bank um, in the area and make a donation to the Porky Palmer Medical Expenses Fund. Also, um, Century uh, Federal Credit Union across from USM is also selling tickets where you can make donations there. And the Front Porch um, Buffet Restaurant is also selling tickets where you can make donations there. Um, any person or business is welcome to come in and we'll give you a bundle of raffle tickets if anyone wants to help us sell them. Um, so anyone can do that. If you want to go online and make a donation or buy a raffle ticket, it's galabia.com, G-A-L-A-B-I-D.com, and just key in Corky Palmer, and um, everything will come up. And you can also see pictures of the raffle prizes there. All right, Melissa, we're going to bring you back on every week and, and keep this update going. Maybe by next Friday we'll be north of 20000 What do you think about that? I, I'm I'm there, and I'm just betting we'll be above 25 when we get to February. All right, Who well, knows? Melissa, thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Bob. Have a blessed day. All right. Bye-bye. Melissa Socia, everybody, at Mississippi Made and More. And uh, what a great – you know, she started this on her own. This was all her idea, but what a great – what a great thing to be involved in. And that store is really cool, too. Really cool. Yeah, if anybody's – if you haven't been to Mississippi Made and More, every, every product in there is – get this – Made, made in, in Mississippi. Mississippi. Yes, yeah. that's right. So, and your food items, clothing items, thing, and they can they can do the shipping for you. You know, just say, look, they can. You don't you don't even have to do the shopping yourself. If you're a guy, for example, and just doesn't have a knack for shopping or what people might want, say, look, here, I'm uh, I've got I'm buying a gift for a 30 year old, you know, female, whatever. I want to spend this this amount. They'll put it together for you, ship it out, and then when the person calls and says how happy they are with your gift. You know, you can say, uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> right, right. Well, there have been a lot of great baseball figures from the state of Mississippi. No state per capita has produced more iconic figures in college baseball uh, than the state of Mississippi, and certainly Corky Palmer's in that list. Yeah, and it's and it's a shame that he's that he's struggling. He's battling, but but still, it's just it's going to be look just right. It's going to be tough, you know. But this is but the money that's raised here can help. Uh, provide transportation for coach to because nothing is a moral a morale lifter like getting outside enjoying the sunshine he can come to the games some of the southern miss games and they can you know fix him up to where he can get out in the sunshine interact with fans you know those sorts of and things. we really want to see him at some games this spring i'm, I'm we, sure if there's we any really want to see yeah him if there's any physical way he can be you know he will be yeah so yeah pretty good baseball state in it caleb oh no doubt 
Yeah. You think about all these different figures. You mentioned Corky Palmer. Obviously, the person that comes to my mind from a Mississippi State perspective is Ron, Ron Polk. Polk. No question. And, you know, as much as it pains me to say, Mike Bianco has been at Ole Miss for no, nearly 25 coach. years. He's almost about to draw state retirement. He's been here so long. Right. There are people that have taken themselves and planted – their baseball roots here in Mississippi and have really made a difference. And Corky Palmer right. certainly one that can't go unnoticed there. Well, and uh, you know the uh, the the best baseball player Mississippi Trophy every year is named after a tr- tremendous baseball legend from Delta State University. And so, Boo uh, Ferris. Uh, you know, golly, I mean the legacy is just Mississippi incredible. State alum, by the way. Yes, yeah, you know it's incredible, uh, and you can't. How can you forget Hill Denson, Kelly? No, let me. Uh, let me th- and we've, Hill's been on the show, but Caleb, this is a Southern Miss show, okay? <laughs> so we've had enough. We've had enough. Go ahead, Caleb. Talk. To the top. Let's, uh, let's hear. It. Go ahead. We've got a couple more minutes before that segment. <laughs> Caleb, do you have an update from the state high school football championships? Last time today? I checked, Jefferson Davis County had a commanding lead over Ambry, much to the dismay of Will Hall and family, I'm sure, but. Uh, let's see if we can get a update. Last score I had was forty-two to ten, and at that the start was of the fourth quarter. Yeah, and and if they if, and you would expect certainly Jeff Davis to win, but that would be Lance Mancuso, the head coach at Jeff Davis County. I don't know, maybe his sixth state championship, and I might be shooting a little low there. I don't know, but uh, that that school, whether it was Bassfield or now Jeff Davis County, man, it's a juggernaut, and whatever he's doing. Other coaches need to replicate it because, man, right. now, you know, and everybody said, well, I don't expect I don't expect the school will be as good when when Bassfield incorporates with Prentice. That has not been the case. I mean, now, now is, that the, is that the first game that's been played this weekend there? Yes. So they'll have uh, the, let's see, is it 1A, 1A. and 6A and the left si- to go today? And the 6A game is, is an all-Jackson area, Madison Central against uh, Brandon. That's tonight. It is. That's going to be a huge crowd. Just wait for that on TV or if you decide to go down the road to the Rock. That is going to be a huge crowd. Madison Central, prior to this year, was 1-11 and in North State or whatever semifinal games. This is their first state championship appearance since 1999. Well, because it, because in football, in, in sports, Madison Central, you actually have to win. You can't buy. You're, you're right. What are you saying, Kelly? <laughs> Just saying they like to throw that money around in Madison a little bit. Uh, <laughs> up there. All right. Lots of high school football at the Rock this weekend right here in Hattiesburg. Great place to uh, bring all those kids together. We'll wrap up the segment right after this. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we want to thank Melissa Socher from Mississippi Made and More. Fantastic, just incredible lady who has uh, spearheaded this Corky Palmer fundraiser. And I hope that you'll buy tickets and contribute to this. Al Holder and Andy Everett from the University of Texas at San Antonio. We appreciate very much uh, them being on the show. Got a basketball coach coming up next week, Kelly. Is that right? Yeah. On Wednesday, we'll be getting our, our weekly updates from the men's basketball squad. The Eagles will travel to Carbondale, Illinois, tomorrow night to take on the Salukis 
of Southern Illinois. What's a Saluki? A Saluki is a like a small greyhound. Oh, okay. it's a racing dog, but but much more slightly built than a greyhound. I got you. Uh, so that's what the Salukis are, and they're in Carbondale, Illinois, and that is a late start tomorrow night. I mean, comparatively speaking, it's an eight p.m. start. Um, and I think even up there, maybe they didn't want to deal with some of the college football championship games that are going to be played uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, so that's an, that's an 8 o'clock start tomorrow night, and then the Eagles will get ready to come back home uh, against Loyola, I think, just uh, just prior to Christmas. So, All right. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of high school football taking place here in Hattiesburg this weekend. Guys, run down the schedule of championship games. If you want to be uh, involved, you can go participate. Yeah, the, all the games are, are televised uh, at, at different affiliates across the state, and there's a statewide network, too, on the, the public radio uh, stations. The marquee game tonight, of course, the the, the four, 3A game has just been completed. Right, Caleb? That's Correct. over? Jeff Davis County won 42-10. Okay, so congratulations to Lance Mancuso. Yet another state championship trophy. The marquee game tonight, with all due respect to the 1A game, and Caleb's going to talk about the 1A game in a minute, but the, the 6A championship game will essentially be an all-Jackson an all Jackson area game. Brandon from the South, who beat Oak Grove by one point uh, last week. Drew Causey, the Oak Grove coach, went for two uh, to try to win that game in regulation. They didn't get it, so Brandon wins South State, and they'll take on Madison Central. That'll be a 7 o'clock kickoff tonight. And to those of you in Madison, I'm just playing. All right? I mean, people in Madison will even say, yeah, we have that reputation of, you know. But uh, it's, it's I mean, it's a, a brick city, man. It's it's an affluent neighborhood, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what America's all about. But, I mean, I'm, I'm just well, playing, so don't get all, all mad at me uh, about Who's it. the 1A game? Uh, 1A game tonight is Bay Springs, so somewhat local team uh, from Jasper County will take on – Simmons out of the Delta, Hollandale Simmons. Hollandale Simmons, they're back, isn't it? Yeah. And Bay Springs pr- produced two of the best running backs ever to come through Southern Miss, Ricky Bradley and Reginald Warnsley. Yeah, you know both of them from Bay. Here's Springs. a great thing about the about those games being down here. A couple of three years ago, Hollandale Simmons was in the game, and uh, I'm familiar with that because I lived in Greenville a long time. Hollandale's 20 miles from there, and I met this family uh, that was down, a couple of ladies and some teenage girls, and. They were down to watch their kids and play for Hollandale Simmons, and they were so excited about spending the weekend down here because they said there was so much shopping, and they were going to do Christmas shopping, and they were telling me how they were enjoying eating in all the restaurants and getting ready for the ball game. Hattiesburg Kelly Center is a perfect place to have that's that's why one of the it's always labeled every year as one of the top retirement communities right. too because right. of a good combination of of academia at Southern Miss and William Carey you've got the great health facilities with Forest General Hospital Wesley and Hattiesburg Clinic um, all the it's, it's funny the really small towns Bob will go oh Hattiesburg has a Sonic yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, tomorrow, and we mentioned yesterday right, when tomorrow? we were in Columbia. Columbia is going to play in the in the uh, eleven o'clock game tomorrow really morning in the four four A yeah. championship game. Yeah, four A championship game against Senatobia. Uh, twelve and two. So that'll be a good one at eleven a.m. Then you've got Scott Central versus Lafleur County at three o'clock. That's the two A clash. And then finally, five A game to close out the regular or close out the entire 2021 season. It's Picayune versus West Point. West Point team that's been there so many years. I, I can't think of a time when they weren't playing in the state championship. It's been you know, so many years back to back to back that they've been either in Hattiesburg or wherever the championships have been played. But uh, Picayune, you know, the Maroon Tide, a big time powerhouse. That, 
sometimes just can't get past that South State right. championship game, but they have this year. They took down Laurel. And Laurel and, and Laurel should have won that game. Okay, you know, they, they really should have. They Laurel, had a lead. Yeah, yeah, they did. And midway through the fourth quarter, and Laurel just let it slip away. But look, Picayune was projected to be strong all year long. So good for them. Hey, uh, do we got to do these as picks? You know, since we've got five games left, Let's go. I, we got a minute left. Let's go, guys. All right, rapid fire: Bay Springs versus Hollandale Simmons. Simmons thirteen and zero. Bay Springs eleven and three. I'm a Delta guy, man. I'm for I'm for the Devils up in Simmons. Well, I know who you're for, but yeah, but the undefeated. I guess you got to pick them to run the table. It's hard to not pick Hollandale Simmons. They're they're a powerhouse in one A and always have been for the past, gosh knows how many years. Brandon eleven and two. Madison Central twelve and one. Madison Central. Yeah, I agree. Madison Central's down their starting quarterback, Vic Sutton, and their top running back. It's going to be a tough game. Madison Central, although I think, is going to play with a lot of heart. Hard to pick against my alma mater. I think Brandon might get it done. All right, let's go Columbia versus Senatobia tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Columbia all the way, baby. Absolutely, Columbia. Go Wildcats. Scott Central versus LaFleur County. Scott Central, an undefeated record 14 and 0. Yep. LaFleur County 10 and 3. Scott Central. Got to go with the undefeated thing. Yep, Scott Central. Picayune, this is a tough one to me. Picayune at 13 and 1, West Point 11 and 2. Just because of, of experience, I'm going to go with West Point. I hope Picayune wins, but I want but West Point, I think, will. I think will. probably West Point. West Point's been there before. I remember when West Jones played in that state championship game before they won it all. It was a matter of experience that pushed them over the edge. I, I think West Point is going to be the hole we've been there, and they're going to take care of business. All right, great high school football all weekend right here in Hattiesburg at the Rock. Hope that you can uh, be part of it. We'll be back Monday at 1 o'clock. going to have some great guests for you next week. And until then, everybody, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.